Seeing Fear, Grow and Succeed. And we are interviewing professionals on the topic of seeing the bigger picture and discuss how individuals at work or in business can do this so they grow and ultimately succeed at their goals. Hi, I'm Adrian McLean and this is the second series of Think Beer, Grow and Succeed. And our goal is to have discussions with our experts on topics to help business owners, executives and professional individuals wanting to transform their career or business and create the life they're wanting to lead. Our program sponsor is myself, Adrian McLean from The Speaker's Practice, and we help businesses transform and grow with confident business skills to achieve and succeed. And I'd like to welcome Scott Lee from The Unspoken Pitch. Scott never dreamed that he started his, when he started his career, he would eventually find himself running his own strategic design practice. After graduating with a degree in architecture from the University of Technology in Sydney, he worked with various companies where he learned about the art and science of psychology, communications, sales and marketing. Scott soon discovered a missing link in the market with the new age of information overload. I think we all can connect with that. <laughs> the need to bring life to the information and then the need for vibrant and engaging collaterals. With a much validation, he developed his own venture, The Unspoken Pitch, which focuses on visual storytelling, optimising sales cycles and bringing simplicity to complicated ideas. Welcome, Scott. Hey, really great to hear from you. Glad to have you with us. And uh, uh, yes, this sounds amazing. Uh, you have uh, really uh, changed your direction in your career totally from being an architect, probably working for, for other firms, and then starting your own business in, uh, in storytelling and sales and marketing. <laughs> Yeah, that's absolutely correct. It's definitely a full change. That's for sure. Um, really just starting, we really had to just get out there and just really start testing out some ideas and really think outside the box. It's definitely a big change and I'm really glad I made this change. Yeah. We can definitely delve into that today. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, that's what uh, Think Bigger, Grow and Succeed is all about. It is about thinking outside the box and uh, about looking at the bigger picture and what you're wanting to achieve. So I'm really interested to hear, hear uh, what your advice is. So uh, let's. our topic for this season is uh, moving forward out of disruption. Now, how do you see the situation at the moment? It's interesting. I mean, I think when it comes down to these times, we've always had these times. We've always had these disruption times. It's really what you do with that information. It's how you calibrate with what's really coming in at the moment. There's always been some crisis, but I've always seen it from a different light. You know, I've always flipped it around and, okay, where is the opportunity? And for us, what we've actually seen is, People are at home. People yes. are accessible. People are reachable. Yes. And as a result, that's an opportunity for me to get a hold of them. And I've just stuck with that. I've stuck with that knowingness that people are available and that people are reachable and that people want to be spoken to. People want to be communicated with. That's the perspective I've really taken it from. Yes, that's a very interesting point because, uh, because we've been 
much more home focused uh, we are more contactable which is something you know we're not in the car or the or, or on a train going to some networking event or something where we're actually uh, much much more available it's a very good point yeah and it's been amazing i mean from that we've been able to reach with some really senior executives that we've not been able to reach a hold of and it's really taking that thought it's that one little perspective and really just keeping it with that and from then on was just making it true right yeah. for us that's really guided us through this time fantastic okay so let's get started on our questions and the first one is what does disruption bring to business it brings uniqueness i think in today's business i think it's always been like this you need to be unique if you're not unique no one's really going to stand out and no one's really going to put the attention onto you there has to be something unique about your business that has people want to find out more has that curiosity factor you know for us companies often have a hard time articulating the value they bring to others you know, at the unspoken pitch, what we do is we help our clients craft engaging stories that powerfully explains what they do in a clear and simple way. Now that's super unique. Like who does this? <laughs> Adrian, do you know anyone who does this type of stuff? Uh, well, no, you've, you've uh, created something quite different there. That's right. And it's about the uniqueness that really makes a difference. When you have a unique business that no one's really heard of, it's a game changer. It's a real disruption in the business world, more like it. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So uh, uh, is it uh, easy to go and, and do this disruption or, or experience this disruption? I think when it comes down to disruption, it does take some time. And I guess I'm answering disruption from innovation. It takes time to actually innovate and come out with new ideas. We started out as a website agency that really didn't plan out as well. Social media agency that didn't really resonate with me. The market didn't really um, gel with that. Then we got into this business over here and this business, the unspoken pitch and how it really all started out is a great line that my mentor shared is what value can you bring to others? It was from that line in itself. I reached out to some speakers on offering to design their presentation slides. Cause one thing for sure is I've been to a lot of these conferences and I've noticed that a lot of people just had these boring slides. They just didn't know how to really bring it to life. It was from then onwards, I was able to contact with one of them um, I reached a hold of them and I asked, hey, can I design some of your slides? It's from that thinking slightly differently where I reached out to them. I offered to do some slides for free. I designed it from there. And as a result, that's where the presentation journey began. That's where we started to evolve. That's where you start to think outside the box. I like to call it like the blue ocean strategy. When everyone's going that way, you might want to go the other way <laughs> just to think differently. Yes. Yeah. Now, uh, you've touched on this before, but how important is it to keep connected and building these connections during this time of uncertainty? It's really key. I think at the moment, what we've seen is there's a lot of information out there. And 
in this time, we need to be able to educate and be top of mind with our connections. I think it's also being there for them as well, checking in on them, seeing how else we can really add value. I think in this situation, everyone's going through challenging times and I'm grateful that we're in a great position, but I know there's other businesses who are struggling as well. And it's just being that friend for them. I think for us, it's we've been using LinkedIn as a great medium. We've been able to reach out to people and just touch base and see how they are and just seeing how they need that assistance. Yeah. 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 Well, people uh, appreciate the, the connection and uh, mm. uh, if you can help us and just be there as a support, it's, it's appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you see? Uh, you mentioned you've, you've tried different things uh, out and, and you've, you've developed this approach. What do you, what's your advice about businesses uh, uh, adjusting and, and testing things out to move forward? They need to focus. I think there's a lot of opportunities out there in today's day and age. I think it's always been like that. But I think they need to focus on something that resonates with them. For me, I have a great fascination with sales. I have a great fascination for design. I have a great fascination for psychology. And it was all the combination together that really makes a difference. I think what people really need to do to adjust and move forward at the moment is keep it simple. Start with one thing, finish that cycle up, whether it's just testing out, surveying, understanding what people really need, and then finishing that cycle. And once you get an answer, then move on to the next thing. And the other thing I would definitely say is keep your mind simple too. There are so many ideas that are bombarded to us that you need to be able to just keep it simple. Find out what works for you. Play your own game. I think often you would see other people, oh, yeah, they made a million dollars or they're driving this Lamborghini. <laughs> I think it's really crucial to pigeonhole and narrow your focus on your game, on your focus, on your project and seeing that through. And you can see it as an outsider. You, know, you can see what everyone else is doing, but just see it as an outsider. Yeah, I really like you, uh, your approach with focusing on uh, your top three things and just uh, and melding those all together, sales, uh, design and psychology. Uh, who, who would have thought that those three uh, uh, entities would combine into a business idea? That is disruption. <laughs> that is definitely disruption there, that's for sure. Thanks, Scott. We've been really delving into innovation and uh, what we need to do to move forward. And you mentioned about how focusing is really important and focusing on your top three three uh, skills or, or uh, passions. The, our next question moves on from there. And... Uh, what are your recommendations for thinking bigger about your goals and aspirations? Because you've obviously gone through this, moving from uh, being an architect to being a, 
a designer. Uh, there's a certain shift there. So how do you how do you go through that process? It's a very great question. Um, I would definitely say it's being curious. I am such a curious person. I've I'm the person who asks a lot of questions and lectures because I'm curious for how a person thinks. When you can understand how someone thinks, it makes a massive difference. It makes you think bigger. It makes you think of a different perspective like you've never thought of before. I think my recommendations when it comes down to thinking bigger is asking the questions that you've always wanted to know. Ask the questions that no one's even thought of. Ask the questions that interest you. And it's from then onwards, you could see something different. You can see the matrix of it. You can then start to think outside the box of their goals and, and what's really going on. But when you could really see, when you can really see the lay of the land of how someone thinks, you can really adapt that mentality of thinking big. And I'll give you an example. I was um, speaking with a friend of mine who was in the commercial corporate world. And she was explaining to me the idea of how the big four consultants work. They create groups. <laughs> and when you create groups, you think on a bigger level. You think of commercial terms. You're thinking about you know, a $100,000 contract versus a $5,000 contract. It's so different thinking. And I think it's really being curious and finding out what is possible out there. And from that, that's how you can think bigger because it's bigger, literally bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's not always that uh, straightforward because you're with your combines of what you know uh, and yet you're wanting to experience more and, and go out and, and see what the world has to offer. That's right. And I think this was a line that I shared with a friend. There are things that I know that I... Well, there's stuff that I don't know that I don't know. Yeah. And when I speak to someone, they actually tell me something that I possibly do not know ever. I've never heard of. And as a result, it makes me think bigger. Um, I've been a big uh, nerd about this whole topic of thinking big. Um, my recommendations of book is uh, The Magic of Thinking Big. Have you read that book, Adrian? No, I haven't seen that book. Oh, amazing book. Uh, I'd highly recommend it. It's The Magic right. of Thinking Big. Uh, David Schwartz is uh, the author. Yeah. Great book, very actionable steps in, in really helping you go to that next level. Wow. Oh, that's a great recommendation. Just repeat that and I'll write Write it down. Magic of thinking book. Uh, sorry, the magic of thinking big. Magic of thinking big. By David Schwartz. The book that I I'm aware of is by Michael Port, and uh, and he has the Thinking Big Man manifesto, wow. and uh, and uh, Michael Port is a mentor of mine, and he uh, he really uh, values the that the experience of looking at the bigger picture so uh, yeah that's great i'll definitely check out that book that's for yeah. sure so are there any pros uh for staying in your comfort zone or should we move out of our comfort zone and be testing out new waters the process is great it's secure it's warm and fuzzy you know like you're snugging up into bed uh. 
<laughs> but the cons, and I think this is, well, this motivates me more than ever before is there are others who are going to outgrow you if you don't do something. And for me, I'm always on the lookout. I'm always really on top of my craft, on top of my business, working longer hours than ever before because I don't want to know that person who's behind me and catching up just because I decided to be comfortable. For me, that is a great pro in getting outside of my comfort zone. So that's I get ex- a sort of hmm. ambition, uh, ambitious yeah. and, and looking at people around you. Mm. And I think this definitely ties back to the whole part of thinking big. I think thinking big also has a mentality of being a true professional, being someone who really takes things seriously, takes it professional, goes first class and thinks like the greatest. Like I always think about Michael Jordan. What would he be doing on a Sunday? Probably play more (laughs) basketball. I mean, back in his prime, right? When everyone's out partying, I want to still be out playing basketball. I mean, in my instance, still working on my business, right? If I'm, I'm doing the things that probably not a lot of people are doing at the moment, right? Probably on Friday night, they like to party and go socialize. I'd probably like to keep working on my craft, keep actually expanding that knowledge and really thinking outside the box, if I could work that extra day on the Saturday morning, perfect, let's do it. And that's something I do. I know when it comes down to the combination of the two, I want to be ahead of the curve at all times. Because um, natural, there's a, there's a natural thing in life, which is entropy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the definition of entropy is if you don't do anything about it, you're just going to go backwards, right? If you just constantly think that things are going to be fine in your comfort zone, buddy, you got to think outside the box. <laughs> it's a real, it's, it's kind of dangerous to be in your comfort zone for too long. Yes. Yeah. You got to, you got to be constantly growing. Yeah. Yes. And this is a real mindset, mindset, isn't it? It's about a mindset of growth and doing more and uh, being more. That's right. You got to definitely think outside the box. I think this ties back to in today's market, you got to be really good at your business. If you're not great in your business, people are going to see that. And you can be in comfort zone. You can be in victim world. But understand that if you constantly work at it or work on your craft and really chipping it away every single day, it's innate that you're going to be really great. You're definitely going to be the greatest. Yeah, so it's it's a matter of uh, practice and, and uh, keep keep doing keep moving forward. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, our next question is: uh, What happens when one goes out of their comfort zone and tests new approaches? It's a really good question. When you get outside of your comfort zone, it's. I'd probably like to take a step back on it and not really see it as a comfort zone. I kind of, in testing new approaches, I kind of see it as a, an experiment, see the world as an experiment. And when you're going outside the comfort zone and you're testing new grounds, I treat it like an experiment. And the honest truth is there may be times that you crash and get upset. <laughs> let's be, let's be honest here, right? 
when you're taking on riding a new bike or riding a bike for the first time, you're going to stumble. You're going to fall down. You're going to try and find your balance. You're going to crash and probably hurt yourself. But the thing here is that you need to be able to learn from that little experiment, learn from that little experiment that you did. Okay, so let's just say you get onto the bike and you realize, okay, I might need to move my feet a little bit and adjust um, my feet so that they're aligned to the pedals, right? I'm taking on that feedback. And as a result, I'm actually taking action with that feedback as well. I think a lot of times people don't listen to the feedback and take action from the feedback. When you can take action from your feedback you will exceed because you're doing something, you're testing it and you're learning it. And then when you're learning it, then you're taking action from what you've learned. And then you keep rinse and repeating that activity. Mm-hmm. Once you can constantly do that, being outside of your comfort zone and testing your approaches is great. You're not seeing it as a, a personal thing. You're not taking it personally. You're just taking it as a pure experiment. And I think that's what a lot of people should be taking it as and seeing it from that perspective pure experiment did it work did it not if it didn't work great i'm oh, sorry well fine it's okay move on to the next experiment part two of the experiment 2.0 3.0 4.0 you get it yeah. we're probably up to our 50.0 right now <laughs> <laughs> well uh, edison uh, didn't create the light bulb in the in a, a couple of attempts did he no, he did not. He did not. Uh, there's a new movie on that. Um, I think it's the current war. Current as in um, electrical current yes, yes. war. Um, and it's a movie on Tesla and George Washington, the inventors of light. I would highly recommend people watch that. You're seeing the greatest minds of inventors back in the days and how they operated. Right. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. So our next question is, what's the best way to approach achieving goals? Take the first step. People read a lot of information. People will take a lot of information. I heard a great quote from a friend friend of mine, and he said just, it's better to do than read. Right. Better than do than read. Okay. That's right. Yes. Because when you... Go on. It it does depend on on your learning style. Some people learn one way and some people learn the other. But but my experience is just that, that if you get in and do it, it makes a difference. Well, there's nothing wrong with also reading. I think you just operate quicker if you do. Yeah. (laughs) You just learn quicker. You adapt quicker. And I think the best way to achieve a goal is take that very first step. Some people are afraid or what might happen. But I think if you just take the very first step, maybe it's calling a prospect. Maybe it's just asking a friend. I think until you take that first step, that's when you would know what's the next step. And I think... Once you take that first step, another door may open because you didn't see that door before. Mm-hmm. But when you take that first step, you would then be able to understand what happened 
you'll be able to adjust it or right, take that feedback to going back to what I was sharing earlier, that feedback loop, yeah. you know, you take that first step and you realize probably no one really likes bananas. And then now you listen to the feedback and they say they like strawberries. And now you take on that feedback and you adapt it to strawberries. That's how I treat achieving goals is find out what the goal it is that you want and just keep, just take the first action. When you take the first action, when you just take the first step, there's a thing called momentum, right? Yeah. It just like, it just snowballs on that. And as a result, you're just winning towards your goals. Mm. I think I've been a victim for this, but sometimes I've put my goals way too high. <laughs> and it's just fine. Uh, but I think it's being able to break it down into little chunk size. I'm the type of person where I need to have a little bit of wins. So yeah. I've broken it down and I've just taken the first milestone. And I'm like, Oh, great win. You know, great, great achievement on it. Um, but I think once you have like little mini wins for it, it really makes a massive difference. You know? yes. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Do you do something similar, Adrian? What do you do when it comes down to achieving goals? Well, what, what I found with, with goal setting is uh, the planning phase is really important. So actually thinking about what, you, what you're going to, to do. And, if, and just as you said, if you break it down into little chunks, then it makes it so much easier. And I'll give you an example. I did a, a challenge. It was a for, to walk 42 kilometres in 42 hours. And I knew I could walk seven kilometres. So it, it was just a matter of doing six walks of seven kilometres. And, wow. uh, and it broke it down into to doable steps. So I knew that I could do, do it. So uh, my only, uh, uh, one of the problems with, with the, uh, achieving the goal was that I didn't know that it started on Friday night. So I started on Saturday morning. So I missed... Uh, an opportunity to make it a bit easier. So if I take on that challenge again, then, but it, it was a matter of breaking it down into those bite-sized chunks and it, and it was achievable. Interesting. And, it, and I'll probably actually add on to that, Adrian. You know, you found a system that made it work to achieving your goals. And when you find that system, and it could be a mini framework because you, so your logic was, all right, you got, this goal that you need to run this amount of kilometers and you broke it down. And now you find out that's how you operate. That's your modus of operandi, right? That's actually your framework that works for you. That's your golden nugget. And I bet you, if you use the same principles on that in other goals as well, you'll be able to succeed in achieving your goal. Am I correct, Adrian? Yes. If yes, you use the same absolutely. thing, yeah. If you if mm. you use the uh, the same framework, and the the uh, framework is just what you said about breaking it down into bite sized chunks that you know mm. is uh, it might be a stretch, but it but they're doable. Mm. And uh, and the other thing that you said was re that was uh, really relevant is to get wins on the board. So if you, if you can check it off and you can start to see you're checking it off, yeah. then, uh, then as you say, you, you get momentum and you, mm -hmm. you get that uh, inspiration or that 
uh, motivation to keep mm. going. Yeah. And I think it's on that part as well, right? On top of when you actually find out that framework, that thing that works for you, you can then constantly use it in other areas of your life, other areas of your life. And I think not a lot of people understand this principle. You got to find what works for you. And once you find out what works for you, you'll be surprised if you use the same way you did that thing, you could probably apply it into your health, into your business, into your relationships. And probably just like you, maybe it's a relationship thing. You like to plan out relationships and as a result, you excel in that. I think that's the best approach is finding your approach in achieving a goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good one. Uh, what are your, your final thoughts on, uh, on achieving these goals and, uh, and really applying it to your business or to your, just your career aspirations? Because they're just as important. I think just do it. Then in a day, really just keep it simple. You know, what do you have to lose? Really, I mean, in today's day and age, I mean, given with this whole climate change, what do you got to lose? See how you could do and take that action without any cost at all. See, think differently. I think not a lot of people tap into that creative mind, tapping into that thinking outside the box mind. You know, if you boys want to do that thing but don't know how, maybe Google it. See what others are doing. If you wanted to get back into fitness but don't know how, identify the problem and Google the problem. I think if you just search the problem that you've always had, I'm surprised. Like You'll be really surprised, but you'll be able to figure it out. I think it's the ability to identify your problem and confront doing it. Once you identify what the problem is, just do some research. Be curious in life. After all, in life, I mean, we have all these challenges and it's fun to have these challenges. But I think we get so boggled down on it affecting us. But if we change it to make it fun and just not take it personally and just keep it less serious, I think you'll be able to excel from it. And I think uh, I think that I, I tell my wife all the time is if a problem is really getting to you, often why don't you just solve it? <laughs> There's a challenge that's always coming up to you. Why don't you just figure it out? Why don't you just solve it? Just I just decided in life to not have any more problems. If I have a problem, I just figure it out. I just do it. <laughs> I think you, you raise the point that actually confronting it or facing facing it and we talk about facing your fears i think that that's part part of it uh, sometimes we we don't want to to go there because it's challenging but uh, but if we do uh uh then the world opens up yeah absolutely and i think it should be less serious i mean go for a walk if you can't think of the solution right now maybe just take a little bit of walk maybe ask some close friends on maybe they could see the problem from a different light <laughs> Just keep it simple is what I'd like to advise others because after all, it's about having fun, about overcoming these challenges. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks so much for being in the studio, Scott. Would you like to just explain how you help your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you actually have a hard time really 
communicating what it is that you do or you're trying to find it very hard to communicate your story, visit theunspokenpitch.com. Um, I help our clients really craft engaging stories, whether it's in PowerPoint or whether you're presenting to high stake presentations or whether you're raising capital or whether you have a complicated story, a complicated business, but don't know how to communicate that in the story, contact us. I'll be happy to definitely help out uh, from anyone who is listening. It's theunspokenpitch.com. Well, thank you so much for being with us. So we will sign off now. I'm Adrienne McLean from the Speaker's Practice.